is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Everson Walls, and Bill Jones. We got a full house inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. Mickey and I are dressed like twins. <laughs> Y'all look so cute. Too. Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. You look That's like right. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So a full house. We're four races, right? There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> we're all you races. Are, Arnold and, Mickey's and, back. Arnold and uh, the little, little midget guy. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> twins, those twins, right? Wasn't that the name of the movie? Twins. It's been a few weeks, it, right, yeah. since we've all been here? It has, yes, oh, that's right. And yeah. By the way, Kyle Yeomans, our producer, did a yeoman job yeah, last there you week. Go. Yeah, yeah. Everson and Mickey were both out. We've had two dad jokes we've right off the bat. Two puns in 30 seconds. We are back. <laughs> show is back. Uh, my no, ears no. were burning all while I was on the cruise. Oh, and Everson was cruising last week. Mm-hmm. How was that? It was, it was okay, you know. Little Super Bowl cruise. Black man on boats crossing the ocean. <laughs> Not quite my thing, you know. Where were you that cruising? That never ends well. Where are you cruising? We went to East Caribbean, uh, Punta okay. Con. Not Punta, but Dominican Republic. Uh, and, of course, uh, the first stop I love was Grand Turks. Ooh. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was shaking hands with the fishes. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were cool. You could see them clearly. They were talking to me. Coaxing me out to the the deep ocean, I had to come back. It was fun, man. Very good. It was fun. Yep. I thought about you guys not once. <laughs> That's good. You should not once that I think about you guys. Nicky, where were you last week? I was in Colorado skiing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. And I've shaved since. Dust yep. The, dust he brought the back the snow with him on uh-huh. his beard. And right. it's following me, right? Uh-huh. Man, there's a little so bit. Shannon, Shannon had the best line here about five minutes ago. He yeah. saw me and he saw the beard and he goes, oh, your beard matches your shirt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dude, there's a little bit more white in that beard every there's year. There's still some a gray, gray. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and it are, won't are be you there protesting? for long. Are you protesting the, the, the product that you're sponsoring? It oh. won't be there for long. This Good. is his uh, pre-Blitz beard. Once the oh, Blitz comes right. back on TV, okay. he shaves, yeah. but he, he looks very distinguished. He needs to keep this it. This is a February look. Is that what you distinguished? I think so. It may go by the end of the week. I'm not sure. Yeah. All I have to do is work out once and sweat, and it's like, I I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to tranquilize you and shave it myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, anything happened since we last convened last, well, for Rob and I last mm-hmm. Tuesday? I'm trying to think. Yep. Uh, we talked you notice about I've got my Super Bowl cap on. The road to the Super Bowl starts now. <laughs> Dallas won the Super Bowl, Super, right? Super Bowl. Yeah, Dallas did win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that That's was right. Bill's dad joke prediction <laughs> uh-huh. last week. Yep. And by the way, this is my CBS Super Bowl cap. Next year's Super Bowl is back on CBS in Tampa. In Tampa. Mm-hmm. No, oh, Super Bowl. Great, moment, great moments for yep, me. So I'll but, be there. Yeah, oh, a few. But still, Tampa, do they have enough hotels? No. I didn't no. think so. Because the last time I covered the Super Bowl there, we ended up staying about 10, 
15 miles north of the city. You were blessed. Yeah. That was good. That's a cool. <laughs> and it was one of those hotels where the door opens onto the, the, the walkway, the right. balcony to the so outside. So if it's raining hard, then you're going to yeah. have to put the towel down in front yeah, of the door. That was, yeah. uh, that was a strange trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a pretty good memory from that Super Bowl. I do. I mm-hmm. do. Uh, first thing I did was Diasi uh, and I. Yeah. We got there and we're like, hey, man, forget these guys. They've been to the Super Bowl before. Let's go check this out, man. We went to the stadium. You know, the, the, it was closed, of course. It was like, God, like 8 o'clock at night, maybe a lot later. The Ossie and I talked the guard into letting us on the field. And, you know, we went out there and just started just reminiscing, man. You know, like, hey, man, we finally made it here. We were on a sorry Dallas Cowboys team. And I now look where I'm at. I think his was 2-14 and 14 last year. I, I went through that season and then the 1-15. Uh, yeah, 3-13. 3-13 and, 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 yep. and then 1-15. 3-13. Yeah. Oh, we got four games. Wow, four mm-hmm. games in two years. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, here we are. And he had gotten there first. So, you know, we just realizing just how blessed we were to be where we were. And uh, he just looked at me and said, hey, man, don't you screw this up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are the Kansas City Chiefs feeling right now? Man, they're feeling so good. They're feeling so good, especially after 50 years mm. of not even being in a Super Bowl. And now here you are. Not only did you win it, you, win, you won it with the, what, second African-American quarterback in history, right? Uh, on the heels of, God, the long heels of – of Doug Williams, and then you had a comeback. It came. It both came in comeback fashion. Mm-hmm. Doug had to come from behind against the Broncos mm-hmm. in a major second quarter of like four touchdowns and Timmy Smith running all over the place. Timmy Smith. That's Texas right. Remember Tech. that guy? Oh, and yeah. So I then, was there when he – tomorrow's National Signing Day. Yes. I was there in Hobbs, New Mexico, when Timmy Smith signed his letter of intent with Texas Tech wow. University. No, you were not. I was too. <laughs> Where has he not been? Hobbs, Hobbs New Mexico. Go, We're going to go back to the beginning of college football, <laughs> and we'll see Bill sitting there. I was there. When Grantland Rice. <laughs> yeah, the four horsemen. The four horsemen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leather helmets or no helmets? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Timmy Smith, by the way, we're talking Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He was a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, it all yes, ties back yeah, in. It, it all does. ties back, back in. back the Cowboys. Okay, all right, here's the story about, about Timmy Smith. Okay. Timmy Smith did not have an academic scholarship to Texas Tech. Okay. okay? It was definitely a football scholarship, all right? Well, when he was with the Cowboys, my brother-in-law, who's a Texas Tech grad, okay, it was he was down in Austin at training camp. He was just a uh, guest for the day, whatever. And so he's sitting there watching the running backs. He wanted to check out his Texas Tech guy, Timmy Smith. Well, Joe Brodsky's a running backs coach. And my brother-in-law, Billy Breedlove, to this day still tells the story. He says, I can just remember that coach barking at Timmy Smith saying, Timmy, this is your left and this is your right. <laughs> You're talking to an almost Super Bowl MVP. That's exactly right. And disrespecting him. <laughs> and that was after he had played in the Super Bowl, too. Uh, exactly. Yeah. exactly. We had one of those running backs in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we've had a bunch of running backs like that here. And not just high had school. To tape, here. Had to tape which was which. <laughs> All right, so what was your takeaway from the Super Bowl? I think, speaking of Mahomes, was he not, I think I saw this stat, the first quarterback ever to overcome three straight double-digit deficits in the playoffs on the way to a Super wow, Bowl? Wow, interesting. I think I, think yes, I saw that I stat. Think you did that makes see sense. That. 
It's incredible. It's incre- he is something else, and he's 24. I think he has 36 starts in his NFL career, and he's a Super Bowl MVP already. And the thought is, this is the first of many, but this is always like the first take reaction the day after the last couple years. Oh, the, the Eagles are built for the long haul. Oh, the Rams, are they'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers hadn't been back in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So you just never know. So you got to take care of your opportunities when you got them. It's, I thought it was just so weird because you've got uh, a player that really I thought was an average defense. And you don't really win in the Super Bowl with an average defense unless your quarterback and your offense is really clicking. And for them to be able to overcome that lack of defensive uh, assistance and with a 24-year-old, uh, that to me, that that – that's what really spoke volumes for me in this Super Bowl was just how much poise he had in one of the games where most people just choke. And even know. down 10, okay, you're down 10 with seven minutes left in the game and you're facing third and 15. I was like, how is he open? How is he <laughs> how you, open? I mean, how do you let that happen? How is mm-hmm. he open? He's wide open. He's not just open. But that's when you realize, as a safety you better have some cornerback skills because that was especially drawn up for that safety. To attack mm-hmm. that safety. It, it isolated right. him right away. Here he's thinking he's comfortable 15 yards back in, in, his, in his position, in his lineup. As the ball snapped, that gap was closed on him so fast, and now here he is isolated, basically one-on-one coverage. I think it was an option route. If he would have covered him yep. to the outside, they would have gone through the post. He covered him to the inside. Man, what pressure that that guy felt at that time. As thank God, he, thank God the pass wasn't that good. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, touch, it's an easy touchdown. Right, he was running with it, and, and, he got, and Mahomes got hit right, he was immediately yeah. after he delivered Well, that and that's pass. the thing with Mahomes. Mahomes has such a strong arm. You know, He's starting in the shotgun, and he's dropping further back. And it just – by being having a strong enough arm – where he can throw that pass. And when it wasn't he's got, just strength, Bill. That was timing it, it was, as well. Yeah, Because he, he didn't wait to throw right. it hard. He had, he knew when to throw it hard. So he, mm-hmm. you, he knew as he was retreating, the best time for me to throw this is now or never. Yeah, Because you can have a strong getting, arm all you want. Yeah. If it's not on time, then you're still going to be picked off. And, and Cause Cause so it fluttered up there for a while. Did, and that's right? why Tyreek had to wait for it. He you had know? to wait. But... That's wow. how wide open he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, so what about the corner underneath? Okay, he took the um, the underneath guy, and uh, there were there was some criticism on him that he should have dropped. But I don't know what coverage they were. Well, it was third and fifteen. Right. So yeah, right. you need to go. You, to, you need to start back mentally. You need to start back and then work your way up prioritize wise. Mm-hmm. And he could. I don't think mentally with and he was at the sticks. On, so he was. You know, they ran. Uh, who he was taking, he ran across. It was almost a bunch yeah, route right. mentality. You had one across, one out, mm-hmm. and of course you had the ISO from the guy right. in the middle. And so he, like I said, we could have gone either way. But they designed it. They designed it where they could be isolated on that safety. Mm-hmm. So if, whether it's in man-to-man or zone, the safety is now in the man-to-man position. Right. The cornerback is the one with the least amount of pressure on him. So, yes, it would have helped if he could have dropped back, played more conservatively, 3rd and 15, and that flutter, yeah. mm-hmm. that would be a, a way for him to make the play mm-hmm. probably of his entire career. That's yeah. why the Chiefs – I'm sorry, that's why uh, – 
the Chiefs, uh, the uh, Niners. The Niners defense is known for being the best defense in the league. They don't make those mistakes that's, during the season. That's why it, the Super Bowl creates pressure, that's as you right. as you know, best pass defense in the league and. Make a simple mistake like that on third and fifteen, and the best. that's the that's when it's made to make turn. Oh, right! I, I was salivating when it was third and fifteen. I might get a duck. Just give me a duck. I'm mm-hmm. going to pick it off. And that was one for it. Then they didn't take advantage of it. Best quarterback in the league, one out. Best best pass defense because of that front. They put pressure on quarterbacks, and then all of a sudden, in the last seven or eight minutes, they couldn't get to them. But for three and a half quarters, they that's why they were struggling. You know, I kept hearing, well, Mahomes not playing well. No, he's not playing well because he's running for his life too many times. And there you said they're not getting to him? Yeah, they, they, were get, they were coming after him, yes. but they good, couldn't get to him. Right. So that's the difference. He was able to make the escape. That's when the quarterback's escapability, that's when that X factor becomes very important during the game like this. But then the Kansas City defense steps up. How, oh, where did that come from? Right? No, last eight, last eight weeks in the league. No, last eight weeks I in mean, the league. That's look, supposed to be the so best. I saw this That's quote. supposed to be the best. By the way, I saw this quote from Andy Reid. It was uh, Monday morning after the game. He goes, this is our first year with Spags. He's a creative mind <laughs> as anybody I've seen. So I'm putting that to put it in on my <laughs> cousin Steve, right? It cousin doesn't Steve, matter yeah. who uh, it is Steve. as long as it's a Spag. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, Mr. Walls was one of the fastest people in the world. Is it Everson or Herky? Herky. Okay, which one? <laughs> right. You know, I was, I was covering that was game. a blast from the right. past. Rob, do you know of Herky Walls? <laughs> right over my head. Okay. Yes. You want to explain to everyone else who Herky is? Well, he, first of all, he's my second cousin. Yeah. And uh, he he was God. Could have made the Olympic team. I think mm-hmm. that's what I remember. He was like fourth in the Olympic trials behind Carl Lewis. Oh, uh, the entire wow. Houston track team beat him. Leroy Burrell. Mm. Leroy Burrell was second. Yes. Herky Walls was in first place in the 200 meters. And boy, they sucked him up like this water, baby. <laughs> Just drawed him <laughs> they back. They drawed right? him back. But he, he was almost there. Oh, man. He went to the University of Texas. He's a Longhorn. Uh, scored 11 touchdowns his, 19, his senior year in 1980, I believe. He scored 11 touchdowns for the Longhorns. Big time athlete. Garland, huh? Texas. Yeah, Garland, Texas. Well, he, uh, that's like, that's like 80, Tyreek Hill. 82 was his last year. I'm looking 82. at his Wikipedia Sorry. now. He was a seventh round draft pick of the Oilers in uh, 1983. I had to guard him in preseason. Yeah. He had me, too. Yep. One moon missed him. <laughs> you guys played. Olympic speed, huh? You guys played at Philadelphia. It was around 85, 86, somewhere in there. And my other cousin. Spagnola, the tight end for the Eagles. He was having a big day the first uh, half. Yes. Right? You remember him? Yes. And so just so happened our sports editor was on the trip with us, and he comes up to me at halftime. He goes, okay, Philadelphia wins. We're going to have your name in the headline and the byline. You do a story on that <laughs> nice, guy. Nice. Right? And then nice. you came back and won the game. Uh, <laughs> Spoiled my opportunity to have my name in a headline. <laughs> Can I give you another little foot, uh, tidbit on Herky Walls? It's a lot of them on that Southwest uh, Texas Indoor Track and Field Championship in 1980 finished first ahead of Curtis Dickey and Carl Lewis in the 60-yard dash. He's amazing, bro. And a member of the Arena Football Hall of Fame. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. Didn't and know that's that. why he's Orlando still Predators. in Orlando right now, and he is now pastor 
Hooky Walls. Really? Yes, he oh, that's is. That's awesome. Wow. And he wow. is the dancing pastor. He comes out. <laughs> he comes out like I want to go to his oh, church. You got to see it, man. <laughs> Check out Facebook. He, so he no. probably played He played with Orlando. He probably played for Jay Gruden. I don't know if Gruden. Probably did. Yeah, Gruden probably was did. probably he was, he was the Orlando. He was the attraction, mm-hmm. you know, because he was so short. He was a short guy and just mighty mouse, man. Yeah. He was mighty mouse. That's what he was. He was amazing. All right, uh, I guess it's time oh, for Oh, by us the way, last thing. Break. Okay. His father, uh, we call him Joe Boy. Joe uh, Boy? His father okay. uh, is in the Garland Hall of Fame with Bobby Boyd. Bobby Boyd. Mm-hmm. He made it right after Bobby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know why I know Bobby Boyd? Because he's an Oklahoma <laughs> There it is. And we continue with more Talking Cowboys in just a moment. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Back to Talking Cowboys. The PBR Global Cup will return to the United States for the next edition of the Five Nation Tournament with the 2020 Windstar World Casino and Resort. PBR Global Cup USA presented by Monster Energy on February 15th through the 18th at AT&T Stadium. Get your tickets today at SeatGeek.com. Who's, going? The, who's the star bull? <laughs> how fast is it i have no idea okay. we'll, we'll do some research maybe it's on wikipedia yeah the star okay. bull all right that's a pbr global cup and it is february 15th through the 18th at at&t stadium you used to watch that when it was on wide world of sports no the bull riding i did not oh, no it was great i did too yeah i did yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to see people fall and get hurt <laughs> i mean you know, we were young at the time we nobody and there was nothing else we knew nothing on, about right? consequences yeah. when we were that that age all right you got anything else on the super bowl you want to move on to the cowboys um yeah 
Let's move on. Did your team win? Who who picked KC? I picked the Chiefs at the beginning of the season. Did you? Did you? He's lying. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I know you picked Dallas. I know you picked the real Dallas team, right? I don't know if you picked the Dallas Texans. Dallas versus Dallas. The Cowboys versus the Chiefs. Dallas yeah, Texans? Yeah, I think Dallas I did. Texans. Yeah. I think he's like pre-Dallas Texans. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. I had the 49ers because I thought top to bottom they were a more complete team, even though Mahomes is just out of this world. And he proved he's out of this world at the end of the you last thought the defense. Five. So you thought the, so you thought the team I, that went four and twelve last year was going to win the Super Bowl? I did. What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> now come on. They won. That's good. They had a good. He didn't they say that at the defense. beginning of the season. It oh. was the after they went. Was improving. Jimmy oh, G I thought was he improving. Meant at the beginning no, of no, no. He's not saying. He's saying that he picked them. On last yeah. week. On Monday. You yeah. should have been listening while you're on the slopes there. <laughs> you know what? Uh, it occurred to me for about five seconds that I saw what time it was, and I said, nah. <laughs> They're on their own. Well, you almost got Wally pipped last week because Kyle Yeomans was a terrific replacement for you, Mickey. How do you know he wasn't replacing Everson? Because mm. he was sitting there. Oh. Oh. And he did your Jack okay. Black read, and too. He did and Jack he did the Jack Black. Black. Yeah, of course. yeah, he did the read. Yeah. yeah. Very it wasn't as good as Mickey's, though. Yeah. But And I sent it to you guys. And when he way. said it wasn't yeah. as good, See, I mean, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't yeah. as bad, right? <laughs> it wasn't as entertaining. 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 There That's you right. Go. Yeah. That's but right. I got one more thing about the Super Bowl. Okay. And this can tie back into the Cowboys, I guess. I, I just got curious, and I counted it up. Since Brady won his first Super Bowl, and that's about 20 seasons ago, mm-hmm. how many quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl in this league since then, in the last 20 years? Oh, wow. Not many. If we if we eliminate Brady's, we'll count Brady. Yeah. Count Brady. Oh, count Brady. Because he's, he's won multiple. <laughs> he's just won. Yeah. Not how many he's won. Just but how many quarterbacks. different quarterbacks different have quarterbacks. won Super Bowl? Okay, you want to run run them down? Roethlisberger. I could be wrong here, but I, no. Uh, let's guess him. Let's guess him. Okay. Okay. Brady. I a number. I'm not naming them. I could Brady, <laughs> Breeze, Rogers, Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. Wilson, Wilson. There's five right there. I can't believe Eli it. Manning. Yep, Peyton. Peyton Manning. Nick Foles. Yep. yep. Eight. Brad Johnson got one. Uh, nine. Mm-hmm. Former Cowboy. And Pat Mahomes. So there's ten. There's ten. Over twenty years. Over basically. twenty years. And how many of these guys are going to the Hall of Fame? Pretty much all of them. Except Nick Brad, Foles. Except for Foles. Except for Foles, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and not Brad Johnson. And not and Brad, Brad, Johnson. Brad Johnson. Pat Mahomes is well on his way. And the, it and is Dilfer. A, and well, I started it a one season after Dilfer. when when Brady after started Dilfer. his run. Okay, so it's over since okay. It's a quarter, eighteen years. Probably not Flacco either. Probably not Flacco. But it is a man. Is it a quarterbacks league? Mm-hmm. Russ Wilson's going to the Hall of Fame, I think. Mm-hmm. So you got to have a great one. And they're already touting the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz. Am I missing something? They're next. They're not winning the division. They're looking for them to go to the bowl. They well, they're not going to win the NFC East. It hadn't happened in 15 years. I'm with you, William. Uh-huh. Trust me, I'm with you. But yeah. this is amazing how this is the same thing that happened last year. They were thinking Carson Wentz the whole time. I mean, he hadn't even he had come off of an injury. Still, they got confidence in he and the Philadelphia Eagles. Not just him, but how this team was built. They are already touting them as the new Super Bowl champions for 2021. I just think that is just sounds thirsty. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody just loves Philadelphia so much. Not somebody, somebody's. You guys are out there in that genre. What the heck is going on out there? Why do they, why do they feel this way? I haven't I haven't gotten that sense, but I'm sure 
I'm sure it's out there because there's no doubt it's out there. Yeah. Well, they took a step back a year ago, but then they they kind of withstood some things this past year and and made a run to the playoffs. So you're always looking for that next team to kind of rise just up. They're dissing us. You're looking man. for that. Well, they're dissing the Cowboys. What yeah. they're doing. They're same same reason the why uh, Steve Atwater can go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in and front of Darren Everson Wilson. Walls or Devin Woodson. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Steve Atwater. He, he was a box safety. More safeties are getting in now, though. Cliff Harris got in. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still mad Brian Dawkins beat me out when I was there. So we got to get everything. You, know, you can in, keep man. on going. I mean, I can, yep. we can keep on going. Not just me. I mean, all the other DB. They thought of Brian Dawkins before Cliff Harris. Yeah. Let's think about that. Yeah. I mean, come on. How many free agents are in the Hall of Fame? Or deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? He sure did. Mm-hmm. Brian Dawkins was no free agent. Been touted his whole career. No surprise that he did well. Yeah. Cliff Harris, now that that's a story. Six Pro Bowls. Come on. This guy, Captain Captain Crash. Took this long. Took this long. Yeah. Took the extra ten guys in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rob, you said that the quarterback Super Bowl thing might tie into the Cowboys well, in what way? Because you've got to have <laughs> Am I making a prediction right now for 2020? You've got to have a really good to great quarterback. I think that's obvious. You've got to have players around him. I think it just speaks to the Cowboys. They are sold on Dak Prescott. I know he hasn't been signed to a long-term deal yet. I think everybody feels like eventually it will get done. I think it speaks to, once again, why Mike McCarthy is the new head coach here because they are sold on Dak, and they found a veteran coach who has been around Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and they feel he can help elevate Dak to another level. That's who, that's a big reason why McCarthy Who is also sold on Dak in the interview process. Yeah. yeah. Steven said that uh, he had a video reel of Dak going back to his combine workout when he met with the Joneses on that Saturday and uh, throughout his career and showed the progression and where how he's evolved in this league. And I'm sure that that played a huge role as well in them connecting, you know. So, Absolutely. So the Sunday big news drop on Super Bowl Sunday was, well, looks like the Cowboys are going to be franchise tagging him. Yeah. Oh, if I, oh if Mick. I, if I see that one more time. Mick's fired up. It's like, of course they're going to. If they don't get him signed, they're going to franchise him. And, and, and there's the crawler every day, every day I'm on vacation. I said, oh, I guess I missed something. So <laughs> that was the is, news on Oh, are they going to sign him? Well, if they they will if they don't try have a to contract, them, but if they don't have a contract, tag, no, I mean, the are they going to sign? What are, the, what are the odds of them going franchise versus you know signing her to this big deal? Well, you can start franchising guys on February twenty fifth, mm-hmm. and I think you have till March tenth. So, yeah, if it doesn't get done by then, they'll franchise it. And there has been rumors out there saying. Uh, well, Dak wants more. You know, the Cowboys are really holding out. What is the truth? Is he does he want more than what the what's offered on the table? Is that the holdup? Well, if you listen to what Stephen Jones said, dude, you and Jerry are year. buddies, man. Right? I y'all are playing with vegetables and, and sauces and they stuff. They were going to put. They they said, and I didn't have to come out and say it, that they were going to make him a top five paid quarterback. And it wasn't enough. But what, what you haven't heard is what they're asking for. That's one thing and that's we, been yeah. out of this whole right. narrative. Right. What are they asking for? It I must mean, be crazy because it seems like they're at an impasse. Right. 
and even more so now when Dak basically spoke up at the Super Bowl. Well, basically what? saying, "Yeah, go ahead, Mick." What did it, he told David Moore? The morning David news. Moore. He sounded, you know, a little frustrated. This hasn't been done, and the question was to Dak, "Well, would you show up for the voluntary program without a deal?" And he said, "We'll just cross that when we get to it." Wow. So he also said, "It's time for them to pay me, and you can print that." Wow. So so you get away from the from the confines of, of <laughs> well, Jerry's well, world. And you know what sudden. happens. N- number one, there's an agent telling you, okay, here's our stance. And number two, the NFLPA puts pressure on you to make sure you don't give a hometown discount. Because so, they want to see everybody making as much. Course. And you reset what the quarterback – market is. So he has an obligation to all other players to get as much right. as he can get. And the NFL and and you know, you're there with all the NFL PA guys at the Super Bowl and, and specifically and look, all other quarterbacks he has that obligation. Right. Yeah. And look, so you know, the last four years, and the Cowboys know this, he's been one of the best bargains in the league in terms of his salary as a fourth round rookie contract versus what he's done in the league. The Cowboys want to get him signed. The report came out Everson, I think Sunday morning, ESPN, saying it's likely heading that way towards the tag. Well, okay, fine, but there are still six weeks until they have to make a decision whether to tag March him. 10th. You know, so six weeks to try to get something done. A lot can happen, and it reminds me a little bit, Mick, of the Demarcus Lawrence thing yeah. last year where we felt like players don't like the tag. Okay, They don't want to be tagged. They, they want the long-term security. Of course. That's, that's, of course. that's fair and natural. Yeah. And we thought, we, we sat here, and oh, what if they don't get this thing done with Demarcus? He's got to have shoulder surgery, all stuff. It got done. And it and got done. And the and deadline on that was basically when they got it done because he had to have that surgery in order to be ready for the start of the season. Yeah. By a, by the draft, he basically had to have that thing done. Otherwise, you know. Yeah. He's, and, and even after you tag him, you still got five months to get him signed mm, before you can't sign him to a long July 15th. Term. July 15th. But then, but then, of course, you know, but. Again, the voluntary program, mm-hmm. you got a new coach, a new coach. And, a, and a tweaked offense, and that's Which where this could be starts earlier than normal because it is a new coach. So yeah. then who's in the driver's seat then? Yeah. Because based on that information right there – then you would say Dak's in the driver's seat if he wants to go that route, which is a route he has never been shown to take. Right. Mm-hmm. He's always been the company man. When it came to the kneeling and the Black Lives Matter, you know, he was in lockstep with Jerry Jones. The entire team was. So, man, this is different for me to hear him being so bold and sounding like Everson Walls or somebody back in the <laughs> yeah, day. Right? I'm loving this. You know, man. and it's not the Cowboys' <laughs> fault that he got drafted in the fourth round, Right. That's sort of, uh, you know, the argument, um, so you were gone. Al- Alexander Wright, mm. when the Cowboys drafted Wide him. Wide receiver? Wide receiver, yeah. 1990. And he was the 28th pick in the draft, but there was only 27 picks in the first round. So he was technically <laughs> a second-round pick, right? And his agent was saying, no, he's a first-round pick. you got to get paid like a first-round pick. And the Cowboys like, sorry, it says second round here, first pick. In the, and that he didn't go to training camp along with Emmett. And he signed first, and then Emmett got done the week of the season. But he missed because that was their argument. So you're, I think the dilemma now is, okay, if we go down this franchise tag route um, – Will Dak be that guy? Will he be the one that chooses to be defiant? And even if he does, and they still don't get to sign him, and he's, he, he has to, to play the tag out for the whole season, 
I really don't think it makes that much of a difference. Twenty-seven million guaranteed for the one-year tag. Yeah, but roughly. I mean, what is he going to do? Come in and tank? What is he going to do? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not saying that he's stuck. I'm saying that's just how he is as a player. I'm not going to come in and let my team down because I got tagged. No, I wouldn't think so either. And so, to no. me, as much as we want to see him get, I want to see him get paid. Uh, I think it would be only fair. You can look down, you know, Bills probably can look up and see some stats on all the amazing stuff that we could say that Dak did, you know, that would bode well in negotiations. You know, it really doesn't matter when it comes down to it. Whether he's tagged or not, you're going to see the same Dak Prescott. Yeah. I don't think it matters. So I don't think it's going to impact the season none whatsoever, whether he signs or The only thing it will impact is him not being there in the offseason if he chooses not to be there. Right, um, but you get tagged and you go to training camp. Right, you got to make up for lost time. And Alexander Wright, an SEC sprint champion, <laughs> tied with Bo Jackson, the sixth fastest sprinter in Auburn school history. Wow. And more talking Cowboys in a moment. <laughs> Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, who doesn't love free (laughs) two-day shipping? If you go to Jack Black, you can purchase $75 worth of product, and you can use the code (laughs) LOVE, and they will ship it to you free. And that includes if you get the closer set, the major major minis, and the king of jacks. Go to 
getjackblack.com. He's just making up words. He is. I, I is. don't even know what that means. Kyle Yeomans is in there. Many. Kyle Yeomans is in there just smiling from ear to ear. Kyle had a mini blip on his re- Kyle did the read last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, I had a mini blip. There's something about that read ever since. Yeah, I don't know. Mini blip. blip. What, what kind of mini blip? I, yeah, what kind of mini? You, I don't what are you talking major about? Major minis. You stumble smaller. For, for just smaller. A uh, what? They're smaller size. <laughs> He's just saying. I think it was the 32 ounce that got me last uh, yeah, year. Yeah, something. See, these it was are great the, overall. These are the small ones. Good things come in okay. small packages. And all the travel size products featured that, in this set are TSA friendly, so you can carry them on if you don't have pre-check. You're like a battery-operated like teddy bear, man. You just keep on talking. Just keep on with that read. Like we were done. There is nothing better. You than want to finish your story from last segment? Oh yes. Do you know what Alexander Wright's doing these days? No. He's a preacher in San Antonio. I thought really? Herky Walls was a preacher. <laughs> yeah, he's just making stuff up. No, no, he is. Is he using Jack Black too? A Black Absolutely. Jack? Yeah. We need to get the preachers. <laughs> we need to get the preachers, Herky Walls and Ace Wright together, right. and have a, a, a preacher a dancing sprint. preacher contest. That's right. Dancing then then sprinting. Uh, yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's right. He was awfully fast. Mm. Yes, he was. I got my cousin. Jim, <laughs> I got hurt. Yeah, I Jimmy, too. Jimmy, at one point after his first year, his second year, and it was like, well, this guy doesn't catch the ball very well. He goes, well, you know what? With his speed, they got to cover him because you never know when he might catch it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the book on Bob Hayes when he first came here, oh, too, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, he turned that around. Yep, turned that's right. Around. All right, um, what else on the Cowboys? What are you thinking? Um, trying to think what other the news next, we had. The next, whether Jason Witten saying at the Super Bowl he's yeah. leaning toward coming back. Please don't, please don't. Please. You can uh, start re-signing players with expiring contracts on February 11th. So is that before we do the next show, or what are we at? The third, fourth, the fourth. So next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yep. Can start signing guys with expiring contracts. Two guys, wide receivers. Cooper. Right. Number two priority behind Randall Mac, Cobb. Say. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Got to get him signed. You got to get him signed. Yeah, like, unless, you're gonna, unless you're sitting pretty in the draft and you got one of these stud wide receivers coming yeah, out of college right. that you can really count on, I say you stick with these guys. You think Cobb's more likely to come back because of McCarthy here? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yes. I, I think I don't know if it's I don't or, know if it prioritizes him over Cooper, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think if he was leaning towards leaving, now he's. He's running towards staying, mm-hmm. not just leaning. And He's remember, sprinting towards staying. McCarthy might have a say in it too. It's like, of okay, course. I want. Him. Of course, because of course. because McCarthy, not only did he want his own assistant coaches, he probably wants somebody that has been loyal to course. him in that locker room. And when it, when you think about it, Jason Witten's return, if uh, if it's a return, would clearly affect Cobb's output. Yes. Yes, and and that is not good. Because I'm pretty sure last year there were many times when Cobb was saying, "Come to me, it's my this is my time of the game." Yeah, and we were not because we were trying to get it to one of our tight ends who just happened to be a former commentator. Which, and, by the <laughs> way, the you know Jarwin's restricted, mm-hmm. so they've got to give him a tender at some point. Uh, and you would think of all the time you've spent developing him, you want him back. 
Um, and Witt said Witt did the media car wash at the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. I think one of the things he said to one of the state, maybe Rich Eisen, was, you know, I understand there's a new coach, and we've got to have open discussions, and you'd love to end it here as a player, but it may have to be somewhere else. You never know. So we don't really know where it's going to be exactly. I, I, I got to say, he's, you know, just from a player's opinion, I guess I'm a pundit now. Uh, (laughs) I just I I think if he's going to come back at all it would have to be under a player coach uh, type of situation I just don't see how he can uh, help this team going forward when we need to start thinking of getting younger and have more consistency I think if he's going to come in it should be clearly to just be just in a mentor uh, type of status for these two really upcoming tight ends that we have in Schultz and, and uh, Jarwin. I think those two guys are NFL. They're ready to be NFL-capable tight ends. They are ready now. Okay, so Jarwin, a restricted free agent. If you don't have a deal done with him, what kind of tender would you give him? Well, you First could, round, second round? I'd or a, He's a free agent, so the low tender – I think the second. I put a second on him. He was he was a college free agent and so undrafted. So if you don't, I mean, so and and the way that works is if uh, a team were to sign him, they would not if uh, if he does not have a first or second round tender, that team can sign him without giving up a a draft compensation. Whereas if it was a second round tender, that team would have to pay the Cowboys a second round pick. I'm thinking way back here, but I think like when Miles Austin was coming up and they wanted to keep him, but he had. Hasn't, hadn't been really established yet. I think they put the second round team. Yeah. I mean that that kind of adequately scares teams off. I feel like for I you think know so if, you, too. If, you, if you really like a guy because but, it's basically a one year deal and I don't know the second what it's going to come to probably last two year, and a half million or something. Well, last year uh, the second round tender was three point one million. First round was four point five million, and a, the low tender was two million. Yeah, so you got to do the second, and I'm sure this year mm-hmm. if it was that three over three, then probably getting closer to four, right? You know, one three and a half, deal. something like that. When but do he's going to be your starting tight end. Mm-hmm. When do they have to make that? Is it by mid March they have to make that decision? Uh, restricted qualifying offers. I think it's by March 18th or something like that, right? Well, the for sure by the start of free agency, yeah. which is the 18th but or you so. Can, you can start doing it at some point this month, right? You you, you have to have it. No one can give him a bid like I think it's like within two weeks of the draft. Right, that's on the back end of on it. The but, back but end. establishing I, the tender is so you is, have to do it. Yeah, by time yeah. free agency yeah. starts. And they've got a couple other guys, right? I think Cooper Rush is restricted, but yeah, Jarwin's the one that really stands out. What what they do there? Got a lot of work to do. A lot. A lot. Yeah, look at all the free agents. I mean, Everson named Randall Cobb, Mari Cooper. That, I mean, that's just scratching the surface. <laughs> if you look on defense. Let's get into Byron Jones. Malik <laughs> Collins, Byron Everson, Jones. Uh, Everson on the, on the year-end special. <laughs> I was thinking about that coming in. <laughs> what was the line you used on? 
Because oh, Barry, Barry Church, uh, and it's you can watch it online. It's in bits and pieces on DallasCowboys.com, the year-end special with Michael Irvin and Everson and Barry Church. And it, uh, we were talking about free agency and the, the needs. And Barry Church said that uh, secondary was the biggest needed upgrade. And they started talking about safeties. And then Everson said, well, say what you Byron Jones move. to safety, yeah, I said. If, if, you, and, if you're able Church to sign went, him, Church whatever. went off because yeah. he's experienced that. And, and then I just talked about, my way at cornerback, you've got your best corner that I think I said can't catch a cold in Alaska with ice cubes in his pockets or something like that. And I wanted to say more because, of course, I think we've all heard it before. The ice cubes can go anywhere on your body and, and much deeper, and that would be a little bit more graphic. But either way, you still can't catch it. So uh, that's kind of where we're headed. So you had a governor on you. You, yeah, you didn't to put say a exactly his, what you wanted to pockets, say. Yes. So, and, and you know, I think, and I still think, this guy's. I think Byron Jones, but at his his experience now, based on his experience with Barry Church, because obviously it had a big impact on Barry Church and his psyche, because he went off when I suggested that you put Byron Jones at safety. I, I actually <laughs> retweeted that, uh, and as I quoted you said, "Your best cornerback can't catch a cold in Alaska with ice cubes in his pocket." He can't. He can't. And, and we're real about this guy. When the last time Byron's got an interception? Well, he's it's got two, two in his career. And he had he had had two in the last two years, but when you're talking about a person who was so athletic coming out of the combine, it's not hard to take it from cornerback, where it's a very demanding position in regards to immediate contact with a wide receiver, to where you're going back ten yards back from the line of scrimmage. Now you can use that intellect and that athletic ability to read plays, sniff out bad passes, and make more of an impact. In the ball game, we have not had a safety that can do that for us. Heath was doing his best. Heath is about to come out with both arms tied behind his back next year because that's the way his labrums are going to have him feeling. Mm -hmm. And now you're talking about needing someone physical. You need someone intelligent in that in that defensive secondary. And the safety, Byron Jones would be the guy. Well, Kansas Except City had Jeff Heath playing for them at Sorensen. When one Thornhill went down, then Sorensen got the opportunity, and that would be the role that you would be looking for for Jeff Heath. But, but Byron Jones had that role, right. and he didn't do anything. And that's what that's why Barry Church went off on me. And, and so Mike, he, he said, "Don't do that." And let's consider up. this: Mike Nolan, when he was asked about cornerbacks, he's or DBs, he said, "I want ball hawking defensive backs." And Byron then when they, Jones did this his rookie year, right? It was his rookie year. He did both. But I'm saying played safety his rookie year. Yeah, he dabbled at corner, but I think he was mostly a safety. He's, he, he's he, got to be, have more experience now. You're telling me he, he didn't learn from his years. He's, he's going to be the same guy that he was his rookie year, maybe second year. To, to, and but you can't, I thought he was a better cornerback than he was a safety. But here's the There's thing. no doubt he can cover. But I'm talking about making plays on the ball. And Al Harris. You put him in the position of that number 20 for the Kansas City Chiefs last night. I'm sorry, for the uh, uh, 49ers last night. Right. You isolate him on the wide receiver like that, you get a different uh, uh, outcome as opposed to a safety back there. What's, you need that ability to cover yeah. in your secondary. Here's the thing, though. He's, he's unrestricted, and usually corners make more money. 
Does he he has the option to go somewhere and play what he wants to play? Now we'll see what is what his market value is if he tests the market. If he's a game changer, safety he can he can make all the money. Okay, yeah, but so, he may not he may not want to play. You know, that's he, true. You know, he kind of had his coming out party as a corner. As so here's the bottom line. Either I want to sit back there and look pretty at cornerback, but you can't do you, <laughs> at safety. You got to get out there and make some plays, and then that's what you had to do. Here's yeah. the bottom line on him because everybody's saying the Cowboys can't afford to re-sign him. Well. My next question is, why can't they afford to re-sign him? Because if other teams are looking at what you just said, why are they going to pay so much money more than what the Cowboys would offer him? Because he's still two interceptions, right? But the and pro if they look at him at yeah, all, yes, but a pro, pro bowler. I mean, I, I, you used that reference. was your analogy. It was Terrence Williams a couple years ago where it felt like, oh, they, the Cowboys can't re-sign Terrence at wide receiver. Well, the market cooled. And they brought him back. It is different, I think, with Byron because he has proven to be a Pro Bowl caliber player. But the interceptions are still the same, right? At corner. At corner. At corner. You put this man at safety. He can roam. He has the ability. Guys, you remember when he came out? He was the best thing the Combine had seen in years. Amazing athlete. Amazing. Everything he did was was jaw-dropping. Well, then, Mm -hmm. if if they do that, then you're in the market for a cornerback. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. Because I ain't trusting Jordan Lewis out there for 60 plays a game. Have you ever heard of – before they before you, we saw Minnesota, before we played Buffalo, maybe you guys had – I had never heard of any of their cornerbacks. Not one of them. And they have Which a, teams? Uh, Buffalo. Okay. Uh, you can go – Well, they got the kid from LSU, White. At corner? Yeah. Okay. Tredavious White. Tredavious White. You've got, you had guys back there making plays – not just on the Cowboys, but against the Patriots. I mean, a formidable secondary. These are not big names back there. You just got to go find some dogs, man. You know, they don't have to be names. Just go find some dogs. And that's what being the defensive back is all about, a guy that's determined. Not necessarily the best playmaker, but you got to be determined and put me behind a good defensive line. And you're talking about a guy – not just I'm not just talking about basement bargain basement things. I'm talking about guys that can make plays that you can depend on. That's all I'm talking about. Al Harris, I guess in his interview uh, when I went back and listened to it yesterday, said, "I'm big on touching the ball, touching the ball every day." So well, they drill. that's what they're looking for. I know. I mean, they drill the hell out of. No, he means They've in the game. And well, of course, but somebody but that can do it. I, that is the biggest thing holding this defense back, in my opinion. I mean, no they, doubt. they've been middle of the pack to lower pack. The takeaways always for, good, right? Yeah. For I mean, they've been top ten, I think, in total yards and all that stuff. But they haven't impacted the game takeaways. Here's top ten. Here's something for you. Mentioning Tre'Davious White, I know for a fact the Cowboys love Tre'Davious yes, White. They did. Okay. Taco Charlton in that draft in 2017 was the 27th pick. Tre'Davious White was taken by Buffalo one pick ahead of him. Second round, the Cowboys took Cheeto Awuzie. And then they took Jordan Lewis in the third round. I bet you if Tredavious White had not been taken by Buffalo one pick ahead of Taco Charlton, the Cowboys would have taken Tredavious White there. Yeah, and that's just kind of the way things work out. And (laughs) I'll take it a step further. I also know they love Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay? And who was taken right before Juju Smith-Schuster in that draft? Cheeto Awuzie. 
So let's let's say Buffalo doesn't take Tredavious White. The Cowboys take Tredavious White. So they've got their cornerback right there. And then they can And get, then they could have taken the wide receiver, Juju Smith Schuster, yeah. in the second round. I've talked to guys, scouts before, not about those guys in particular, yeah. but just you can play that game. Yeah, and, I know. And, and it, it can drive you crazy if yeah. you do it because you, but if just you go back you, for years and it's always, you know, there's a clump of guys and you're uh-huh. not, you know. It's, but but I, we know that they, because they had them in for visits and they, they love those guys. And um, it's interesting how yeah. things could have played out. Well, know? if you go back to, was it 2015 when they took uh, Martin? Was it 2014? 2014. Uh, 14. 14 was Martin. Right? Yeah. So you know who they wanted. They wanted the linebacker that Pittsburgh right, took. That's right. Yeah. Shazier. Shazier. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, now what do we do? They thought yeah, they had Because Pittsburgh yeah. took Shazier. And then that's when the whole mm-hmm. thing with the A&M quarterback came up. And then it was like. What no. happened to him? Yeah. XFL? A&M quarterback. XFL? Is he in the XFL? He is not in no, the XFL. Oh, I'm just Johnny asking. Manziel. Which, by the way, He's opens. He's not in anything, I don't think. You guys don't going think so. to the game next I'm Sunday? I'm not going to the game, but I'm going to watch it as yeah. the Dallas Renegades open the XFL season at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Who's the head coach, Bobby? Bob Stoops oh, is the from? head coach. <laughs> you got 50-yard you got line seats? Or I, do you, you know? I do not. The whole family's is, uh, invited. Bobby. Is, yeah, is Landry family healthy enough invited. to start the first game? I don't, I don't think that Landry Jones is healthy enough to Talking start. Talking Renegades here, yeah, baby. That's right. That's right. Lance yeah, Dunbar. You know what? Lance Dunbar uh, yes. playing for him. And by, by the way, Talking Renegades. we had an interview with Lance Dunbar. Bar. He's got some dreads working. I mean, uh, okay, okay. Well, they, he's got to cut him off before the game, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do they make him cut their hair before the game? Can we freelance no and do a talking renegades for him? If you do, I'm out of here. Man. We've been desperados for years and years. Well, I, okay, so here's how nerdy I am. I looked at the schedule because I don't, I don't think I'm going to be back in time for that game on Sunday. But uh, they're on the road the next two weeks, and then the next game they're back at home. I'm going to go. Yeah, sit in stands. Hey, there's there's guys on these rosters that I've heard of, which is different from that spring league last year, the Alliance of American Football, and of course Daryl Johnston is the director of uh, player oh, we have personnel. Connection. Maybe we can that's get some right. tickets. You can get some tickets there. <laughs> yep, that's right. All right, I think that does it. Yeah. Okay. Does that do it? We talked no, we Cowboys, Renegades. Six well, minutes. We Nobody's can. waiting. So who no, else? No. So See, last week f- I had to bail out early. Other free agents. Other free agents. That we need, right. that we really need. Well, to sign. on the cornerback front, Anthony Brown is a free agent. Would he be a priority to kind of protect yourself for mm. for, for depth purposes? Because he missed and, half the season, and I can't imagine he's got much market value. It's just hard because with a new staff, what you they're don't, looking you for, don't know what they value. And, and when we talked to him last week. I know Skip Pete said this about the running backs. Oh, I love Zeke and Tony Pollard. But Pollard. We, but we, That's yeah, what I was going to say. But we haven't really gotten into the personnel side of things as of last week. It's more talking, you know, philosophy and, and So Pollard's like good. He's he's under wraps. Yeah, he's we have no problem with him. Yeah. 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 Now yeah. Got, and then on the defensive line, you got Malik Collins and Robert Quinn. Can you get one of them back? i got to have Quinn back. Michael, right? Michael you got to have Quinn free back. Agent too. And, well, Unrestricted. I think Unrestricted. he's, yeah, he's probably 35 going on 36. He may be retiring. You think so? At 35. Or he, he'll, he'll turn 35 this year. I don't care how old he is. He'll turn 35 this yeah. year. Yeah. I don't care how I'm looking at outcome. 
I'm looking at what he did. I don't really care about the age itself. If that's right. the case, Brady should have been gone a long time ago. I'm talking about if you're talking to age, yeah, that's one thing. If you no, just, I'm not saying retire him. He may have that in his mind is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I hope not. Yeah, I hope I hope that he feels rejuvenated with a new coach. Sometimes that makes a big difference. And you guys are thinking Ty- one thing, like, okay, if Jason Garrett comes back, man, I'm out of here. You know, right. you're Here's thinking your- things like that. Then all of a sudden you got a new coach come in. Oh, hey, guys, you know, you just start to feel a little different about your chances, and you say, why not roll the dice? Here's your defensive line free agents. Michael Bennett, Malik Collins, Christian Covington, Kerry Hyder, Robert Quinn, Daniel Ross is restricted, and Antoine Woods is exclusive rights, which means so everybody. He's not going <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, everybody it's D-line. a long list. And, and then you got to add, <laughs> does, will Tyrone Crawford come back after dual hips? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, think I, I, I promise you, I'm still worried about Vanderis. I, I really am. His, and, and Crawford has a year left. It's at a high number. I'll tell you right. what, if he can be, he does have a year well, left. If he comes back, He's it's healthy. coming at a different salary. Okay, but coming off the if yep. you're if you're trying to be a multiple defense with Mike Nolan, I think he could fit that if he's healthy because he can kind of do whatever you need him to do across the front. So, yeah, he'd have and to he's a leader. Manage his time, big and time. if he's willing. Yeah, yeah. You have to manage his time. You know, somebody coming off of those injuries and replacements, you got to. Well, yeah. So you know, we sit here and rotation. talk about the offense and talk about Dak. The problem is the defense. Because well, they did not win a game when they didn't score 30 points. Sometimes you got to win 24-21, you know, and, and they never did it. The Super Bowl should have been won, what, 24-20, right, until the garbage touchdown right, at the end? Right, correct. Well, and it, if the Niners, you know, are able to get some first downs at the end of the game, they won it 20-17. to yeah. Which, going back to that mm. – Shanahan's taking a lot of heat. He's taking a lot of heat. <laughs> I, you know, think, I, I, would... think, I think Atlanta Falcons Patriots Super Bowl is feeding into some of that because they 28-3, all that. But I went you know, back and watched the game again last night, nerdy me. And, you know, there were things that happened that were out of his control. That, that it wasn't his fault, like, well, he didn't run the ball enough or he threw the ball too much. We're back to the whole thing. Whatever works is right. You know, this whole thing about the half that, you know, and, and you know, and Troy kind of started it by saying, oh, I, they're not going to call timeout. You know, I thought when, the same thing. Okay, but as I told you yesterday, it's like here's what would have happened had, had they left, they called timeout and they don't, and they got a punt. How close did that guy come on the punt mm-hmm. to throwing the ball back and getting it down at the two-yard line? Right, and now Kansas, now San Francisco's got the ball at the two with a minute to go, and Kansas City's got all three timeouts. So you're going to have to come out, otherwise you're punting, and they're going to call timeout, 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 and they're going to get the ball back at the 50, 40 yard line. And now, and I'm sure that's what he was thinking. He wasn't thinking, oh, I got to take the ball and score. He was thinking, I can't let them score. Right. I can't score. I think you're you're on to something. Everson talked about how the defense didn't make the plays. That's not that's not Kyle Shanahan calling plays. Jimmy G's got Emmanuel Sanders deep. Mm-hmm. He's but got to me. Beat. That's the play of the game, right? Mm-hmm. That's I mean, the play of the game. That's the play of the game. Right and then he there. got criticized for throwing the ball in the fourth quarter. Well, if you go look at their last possession, I, I counted up eight passes. They had they threw after it was twenty four twenty. 
Well, of course, you're, you only got a, a minute or so left. You got to throw the ball every down. So it wasn't like he abandoned their game plan in the fourth quarter. If he hits the receiver, we're not even having this conversation. And he's wide open. Wide no, we're, open. We're, we're replaying Montana to John Taylor highlights yes. from 88. Wide you know. open. Bro. I was yeah. at that game, by the way. I was, way. too. Were you? I went down just to see the end of the, the last drive. Did went you down really? on the field. I did. Oh, I, was, I, I was comfortable. Remember John Randy Candy was at that game? Yeah, did you see John Randy Candy in the stands? Yeah, did you see John Candy in the stands? That's a great story. Well, Joe, Joe did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back with more Talking Cowboys next Tuesday. Yes. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?